and welcome to today's episode of the Beauté Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry, connecting you with educational pieces, innovative industry products and inspiration from industry experts. I am your host, founding director of Beauté Industry, Tamara Shaw. Our guest today has created and launched a skincare brand called Tribe Skincare, which attributes its success to anti-inflammatory benefits and five-star customer reviews. You may have seen Tribe Skincare in your Facebook and Instagram feed, and today we are chatting to Kayla Houlihan about all the things social media, digital marketing, Instagram influencers, and how to cut through the noise and make your brand stand out. Kayla is so lovely in sharing her secrets to success on this episode, as well as a few tips and tricks along the way that she has learned so that you don't have to. I highly recommend you take a look at the fabulous branding Kayla has created at Tribe as you listen to this episode so that you can visually see the hard work it takes to create strength in a name and in her numbering of followers. From Tribe Skincare today, we welcome Kayla. Thank you so much for joining us today. No worries. Thank you for thinking of me. No, our absolute pleasure. I had to pick all your brains about the (laughs) influencer marketing because you're doing so well over there. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So Kayla, you are a beauty therapist by trade and you have previously owned your own skincare clinic down in Geelong in Melbourne. Do you think this has given you a starting advantage in creating your own skincare brand, Tribe? Oh, absolutely. The whole inspiration behind creating the brand was because all of our clients were coming in and a lot of them had really sensitized skin and Mm. they couldn't use all of the active cosmeceuticals that we were um, selling in the salon. So we prescribed like vitamin A and vitamin C and all the different actives for different skin conditions, which was fantastic for a lot of the customers. But some of them just had the kind of red raw strip skin and we needed to get their barriers um, kind of fixed up before we could get them onto any kind of actives. And we couldn't find anything in the industry that was kind of sold at a professional level that was purely for sensitive skin and reducing facial redness. But I guess I kind of knew what they needed to use. So I was getting them to use like aloe vera gels at home and all these different ingredients and started, yeah, I guess, kind of like mixing things up and deciding what needed to go in the skincare all for the clients that we had at the salon, which was kind of what led into having the actual skincare brand. Amazing. And there's so many things these days that can sensitize the skin that clients don't even know they're doing, you know, just by getting in their car and aircon in summer and, you know, going into a Westfield, for example, doing a shop around. There's so much pollution and, you know, the coffee and the alcohol that we all consume on the weekends and things like that. And there's so much that really sensitizes the barrier. So you've definitely hit a hit a kind of amazing point there with your branding. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, incredible. And so in starting Tribe and coming from a therapist background, which you are by trade, where was your starting point to kind of, you know, you've got this idea and you're thinking, now I need to create and launch this brand. Um, I can imagine that would be quite daunting. And I say this in the most honorable way to beauty therapists, but having a therapist qualification over like a research and development or, you know, a bachelor in business and marketing degree, where did you kind of start? 
So I guess I had to outsource everything that I was um, unable to do myself. A lot of my friends and family, when I was launching the brand, they're like, I had no idea you knew how to formulate skincare. <laughs> and I'm like, well, actually, I don't. I'm not <laughs> in contact with people that do. So I guess, yeah, that was a big part of it was outsourcing to um, pharmacists to develop the formulas. So I would have the um, kind of creative direction of telling them what key ingredients I wanted in there. And then they would tell me what's going to work, um, why I can't have certain things and then um, do all like the stability testing and turn it into an actual skincare formula. Yeah, that's amazing. And good on you as well, because I know a lot of therapists would, you know, be in the treatment room or be in their clinic and think, I want to create something, but never actually do it. So it's a credit to you that you've launched into it and gone and sourced and found the right people to help you get on the pathway. Yeah. And that's all it is. I think a lot of people would love to do it, but they really just don't even know what that first step is. Mm. So I guess the first step is finding a bit of a team of people around you that can do the steps for you when you can't do everything yourself. Yeah, you're 100% right. And that's what the whole beauty industry is, is having that community so that if anyone is kind of in that same position and they don't know where to start, well, then they've got people that they can go to to say, actually, can you please help me? Definitely. (laughs) Um, So Tribe today, I want to chat all things marketing and social media because you guys are absolutely killing it. Um, Hugely successful on your digital platform. You've got 25,000 followers on Instagram. And you're working with the likes of uh, Madeline Edwards, Brittany Saunders, Lily Brown. So how did you launch your skincare brand into the influencer world? Because it's so popular these days. It is. And I really was just hearing so much about it constantly that people, well, big brands were saying that that's where a lot of their success came from. And then I was kind of watching it from behind the scenes as well that I noticed when these people post about brands they were getting all this traction and so many visits to their page and their website so I knew that it was going to be a lucrative business to kind of get into Mm. and um, it was just about doing it the right way so I started with small influencers with about sort of 10 to 20,000 followers they're big enough that you do get some traction from it and you will generate sales from it but it's not too big of a fee that you're paying them Um, a lot of them will post about it for free product and that kind of thing and um, so we started small and we're getting pretty good results from it but that gave us a lot of time to kind of look at our whole sales funnel and figure out where people were dropping off whether they were converting whether they were clicking the website link and all that Mm. kind of thing and then when we felt we had kind of perfected that we thought all right we'll launch into some bigger ones (laughs) and Brittany Saunders was the first sort of major influencer we worked with And I can't remember the figures now, but I know that we like doubled our Instagram following in 48 hours. Wow. And we had like 10,000 visits to the website or something crazy. Amazing. Yeah. And I feel like that was when the brands really took off and we thought, okay, this is the direction we need to take it in. Um, Getting people that are, I guess, yeah, high up and have a bit of influences to try the, um, product and love the product and post about it and then that's where majority of people are finding out about the brand now 
It's amazing. And I definitely know, um, obviously not in terms of skincare because I'm in the skincare industry, but if I want to find a dress for a Saturday night or if I am, you know, going on a holiday and I'm looking for bikinis, I'll go onto those influencers' Instagrams and I'm like, what are they wearing? Because I'm very uncool and untrendy and I'm like, I need to find something to wear that's really cool, you know, for an event. And it really does work. Like the influencer world is so big and these brands are just amazing at connecting and as you said like 48 hours doubling your Instagram reach and we know how important it is to be out there and be active on social media so that's pretty impressive definitely and it's so good even just for the brand's awareness it might not be that people think that's what that person's using I want to use it too it's just Mm. they may have never seen your brands before and then all of a sudden your brands in front of 300,000 people in a targeted audience and chances are a lot of them be interested in your product yeah amazing so in terms of other marketing strategies um how uh, how else do you kind of employ to encourage movement of the product other than kind so we kind of use instagram as a platform for um getting new customers onto the product and then we have our email marketing is really active for getting our current customers to repurchase Mm. Um, i remember when we're in salon email marketing was such an effective way of telling the clients at the salon what specials we had or what was happening in the salon and yeah using it in a similar way for tribe Um, But yeah, it's really important when you do have a salon to collect email addresses Mm. and just get that permission from the client that they're happy that you're going to be emailing them about the specials. Usually they love it because they do want to know what's going on. And um, that's a really good way of engaging your current customers or current clients. Yeah, incredible. How strong um, of an importance do you place on video content for your platforms? Oh, absolutely crucial. (laughs) Uh, We didn't use it a lot in the salon, which is a bit of a regret that I have because I know that with things like treatments like microdermabrasion, people really do worry about the unknown Mm. and not knowing what to expect when they come in. So I've seen a lot of salons do it really well where they um, do videos and lives and that kind of thing of the treatment in progress and then people get really excited they want to be the one on the bed getting the treatment so yeah salon definitely use it and with skincare selling it online we have to use video content all the time because otherwise we're essentially selling people a bottle and they don't know what's Mm. in the bottle so video is the best way to kind of demonstrate the product inside the bottle being used on the skin so people can see the textures and see how it removes makeup and all the different wonderful things it can do yeah amazing and when you click on that um i don't even know what the icon's called maybe explore or popular um on an instagram the kind of videos they always got that bigger tile and it's like six normal images but that video is the hugest tile that you see so it's really kind of influencing what you look at and you click on the videos don't you absolutely that's so true Mm. one thing that seems to be working really well with tribe and what i've seen on my instagram um is the skincare chats that you put out every monday on your instagram lives and your stories so was this a branding strategy you always wanted to kind of mean put out there uh, when you were thinking of how you're going to cut through the noise on social media 
It actually wasn't. It has mm. turned out to be one of our point of differences for sure, but it kind of just happened. I noticed um, because I do kind of online skincare consultations all day with people now, yeah. I was getting asked the same questions over and over again. So I started to realize what people, I guess, what were the popular questions people wanted to know the answers to. And I thought it was kind of a way of saving admin time and reaching more people at once was to create the videos about each skin concern. Mm. And um, yeah, just kind of started getting a lot of traction, like people are interested in them, even if it's not about a skin concern they have, they're just interested in like the education side of skin. And we now get about like 5,000 or more views each wow. week when we do the skin chats because people are sending it to their friends, um, tagging and all that kind of thing. And we get, yeah, a lot of profile visits on those days, which is really cool. So cool. And I love how you always kind of let your audience drive the chat. So you will put a, a put a post saying, what do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about congestion or do you want to hear about rosacea? And you really kind of listen and cater to your audience. And I think that's something that a lot of um, brands and salons don't do is they just do what they think the consumer wants. Whereas I think you kind of give your consumer the driving force behind what they want to see and what they want to hear. Yes, absolutely. And we've even done that with the development of our new products is we'll say to them, we're looking at releasing a lip balm. What do you love in a lip balm? And then we get all this customer feedback from people who are interested in the brand and the feedback they give us is absolutely priceless. That's amazing. And so talking about your feedback, um, as I mentioned in your introduction there, your customer service reviews are like 99% five star, which is absolutely incredible. And I know that for me as a business owner of beauty industry, I always try and get people to review the partnerships that we have created, you know, whether that be on our podcast or for event sponsorship or whatever it may be. Um, And sometimes that doesn't always get the traction um, that you would like or that you could imagine. So how, you know, how have you gone about getting your consumers to review your product ranges so efficiently? Well, we actually have an automated program that does this for us. The program is connected to Shopify, which is the website we sell the skincare through. Mm. And it's an app called Judge Me. And every time a customer purchases a product, two weeks later, they get an email asking them to review it and they can actually review it directly in the email. And that sends that information straight back to our website. So we're not actually having to chase people up and say, can you please review the product? We Mm. really need them for emails doing that for us. Um, And I've noticed that Facebook is actually now doing a really similar process that apparently it's popping up in people's messenger now if they want to review the skincare because our um, website's connected to our Facebook. And, yeah, we're kind of having this really big influx of all these reviews on Facebook and then one of the customers ended up sending us a screenshot and showing that it's asking in their messenger Mm. and same sort of thing. They review it in messenger and it sends it straight through to our Facebook page. So cool. And there's there's um, a seminar I went to the other day and the presenter was talking lots about messenger bots and how, you know, kind of email marketing consumers are moving away from, but everyone always has their phone in their hands and most people would have um, Facebook and then that means that they would have an onflow into Messenger. So that is just even more accessible for you guys. 
Absolutely. I will just say one thing too while we're talking mm. about reviews because I know a lot of brands and um, salons get really worried about anything that's below a five-star. Yeah. And, of course, you can't remove them from Facebook. Um, we Same with our website. We can remove them if we want, but we do leave all of the one, two, three-star reviews. All of them get left on the website because we figure our skincare can't be for absolutely everyone. We can't expect only five-star reviews and we need Mm. to give um, the customers that are looking at the reviews a really sort of clear indication of the skincare. So leave all of your negative reviews up as well. You can respond to them in a professional way, but, yeah, don't worry too much about them. Yeah, you're 100% right there. I always like, um, I always get a little bit sus, I guess, or cautious or wary if I am looking at something that only has five-star reviews. I think, oh, maybe that business owner, and maybe it is because I'm a business owner, I'm thinking maybe they've taken away all of their one and two and three-star reviews. So that's a really good um, good piece of advice there. Yeah, because the one and two and three-star reviews make your five-star reviews seem more genuine, which is great yeah 100 percent. i was actually at um these gorgeous cabins in halls gap over the weekend and before we got there i said to my partner let's let's have a look at the reviews and so it was 4.9 out of five stars and i thought what's that one review and all of it was five star five star five star incredible panami location incredible views incredible service and this one star review said um, that the bath was so high when they got out, they fell over and they left bruised and battered. Oh, and, <laughs> and so this lady went up to um, the reception and said, you should change your bath, you know, and obviously the business owner's comment was, well, this hasn't really happened to anyone else. I apologise. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was just laughing with my partner thinking, oh, my gosh, if that is the only bad thing that has come up on this review or well, that I'm so happy we're staying here. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> um, what would your advice be to somebody? Because I know once again, you know, not only in creating a skincare brand but a lot of beauty therapists or um, salon and clinic owners don't have marketing degrees or have, you know, social media world is so brand new to them. They don't know where to start. So what would your advice be to that person who's in clinic thinking, oh, my God, I need to do something about my Instagram and Facebook, but I just don't know how? So I find the most efficient way for me to get marketing advice is to listen to podcasts. And that way you can listen to them in the car when you're driving to work. You might be able to listen to them at the clinic when you're doing cleaning or you can kind of multitask when you're listening to podcasts. This isn't a plug for podcasts. I was going to say, keep going. I do find, um, yeah, podcast is a really efficient way of getting the information. And that's how I've learned everything about Facebook and Instagram. So I do a lot of Googling as well. Um, All the information is out there Mm. on a million different platforms. You just have to source it. So just looking up the right podcast, looking up the right information on Google. And yeah, there's heaps of information on um, specific things. You might be looking at how to increase your Instagram engagement and then you'll get a list of things you can do for that. You might be looking at how to get new clients in the salon and people will have written lists of how to do exactly that. 
Amazing. So research is key. And I think um, one key thing which you've kind of subtly put there is to be super active and just get out there and do it because social media is not something that you can sit on your hands and just hope for the best that you've created an amazing page and now the customers um, or the consumers are going to flood into your skincare brand or your clinic. You have to be super active all the time. Definitely. And I think one of the best things to do with your Instagram and Facebook is to do your kind of consumer-generated content. So um, you might do before and afters of your customers in the salons or reposting their five-star reviews, reposting their selfies, um, anything like that where you can get your customers and clients involved in your social media will get other people a lot more interested and it's social proof to show that you really do have customers and clients and that people love your salon or brand. Yeah, so it doesn't have to all be about flat lays and content creation. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Incredible. And where um, can people go to check out some more information on Tribe and yourself? So we're really active on Instagram, which if you go to Instagram and just search Tribe Skincare will come up. The website is www.tribeskincare.com.au. And on the website, we also have a stockers tab where you can go and see what salons we're stocked in. I think we've got about like 20 salons around Australia now. And um, yeah, we're wholesaling to salons. So if anyone needs a um, skincare range for sensitive skin, we're your go-to people. Amazing, amazing. Check out Tribe. Definitely, as you said, Kayla, get onto the Instagram. Your before and after photos are amazing. And you can see, you know, acne, well, inflamed acne, have a huge reduction you can see sensitivity and sensitization reduced so um, I think it's always good to have a couple of brands in clinic so that you can you know kind of tackle all aspects of a client concern from all different angles definitely amazing well thank you so much for joining us today Kayla I really really appreciate it and um, I'm sure you'll have some people connecting you and contacting you through our beauty industry uh, member community profiles and also on our Facebook group that sounds wonderful thank you Tamara my pleasure as always if you have enjoyed today's podcast with Kayla from Tribe Skincare please make sure you hit that subscribe button that is how people find out about our little independent beauty industry podcast grab your friend or your colleague's phone show them how to download the podcast as you've just heard from the horse's mouth from Kayla that is how she has learned all of her tricks of the trade if you haven't yet make sure you grab on to the website Make yourself a member profile and connect with the likes of Kayla and other industry experts that we have interviewed to pick their brains and make a connection with them. Until next time, stay connected. Next week on the podcast for episode 26, we talk biochemistry with Dr. Donna Lee Marcel of Dermatonics and Relievamed. You're going to love it. Don't miss out. Until next time, stay connected.